0: and my creepets. hey guys so i was setting up to record tonight mm-hmm. it's already late yeah and i'm sitting here by myself while i don't know what you were doing you were not in this room but i was sitting here by myself on the tiktoks waiting to start recording and the mop in the other room falls over <laughs> like by it's there's no one in there nope it scared me to, to freaking death <laughs>
1: I'm really upset that I missed it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I bet you are. So yeah, uh, we're starting off already creeped out.
1: It's a vibe. It's a vibe.
0: (laughs) Originally, I had a joke to start this one out with. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was now.
1: (laughs) Major joke balls go Pretty much. (laughs) What are we talking about today?
0: So tonight we're talking about one of my favorite (laughs) sub-genres.
1: It's a genre.
0: It's a genre. Uh, And that is Cosmic War. Ba-ba-ba. Now, (laughs) I know you're not the biggest fan. Nope. So this is going to be kind of like Cosmic War 101.
1: Yeah, because I don't even really understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. That's the point. And so I don't get it. (laughs) So
0: I feel like it's a, a... I feel like it doesn't get enough love. Which because is why, people don't get it? Which is why I want to give a one-on-one class over it. Because there's some really good horror within this genre.
1: Is there a test at the end?
0: There will be a test at the end.
1: Great. I do terrible um, with
0: those. So, to be more accurate with our terminology here, what we're probably actually talking about is Lovecraftian horror. Okay. Of course, that genre being started by H.P. Lovecraft... Now, there's two parts within that. There's the cosmic horror, and then there's the eldritch horror. But you almost can't have one without the other.
1: What What are the two?
0: So, cosmic horror emphasizes the insignificance of humanity in an uncaring perspective of the cosmos. My best example of this is we went to a birthday party for a, a bunch of five-year-olds at the Discovery Center. Mm-hmm. And they took us into the uh, the theater. I forget what they specifically call oh, it there. Yeah, and it's about the vastness of the universe, <laughs> and all these all these kids wanted to set by themselves up at the front, up at the very front. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy music, and they're talking about how just how big the universe is, and how little Earth is, and how insignificant. And it was kind of scary, <laughs> and that's cosmic horror.
1: And all of the little five year old girls. They all got scared and started climbing over their seats back to their mom and dad.
0: <laughs> A good metaphor that I like to use to describe it is when you look into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back. It's deep. It is.
1: <laughs> what was that other one? Eldritch Horror?
0: So the other, Yeah, the other half is Eldritch Horror. Eldritch Horror is where the monsters come in.
1: Hmm.
0: It, it deals with entities beyond the scope of human comprehension. So, like, interdimensional beings that... It's kind of hard to describe because it within the fiction itself the description of the monster drives the characters mad
1: oh my gosh do you remember whenever we went to Fort Stanton and that paranormal team was telling us about the groundskeeper or the maintenance guy whichever job mm-hmm. position it was and he was walking past the stairs and he said that he saw something on the stairs that led down to the Mortuary in the basement. Yeah, but it scared him so bad that he couldn't even tell you what it was.
0: That's basically Eldritch horror, hmm, and you okay. put the two genres together, and you get Lovecraftian horror. Gotcha. But like I said, you can't. You almost can't have one without the other, especially depending on the like media. Why? In my opinion, it's because cosmic horror is so abstract. Oh, okay. Like these aren't. They're not slashers. Mm-hmm. They're not, they can be, you know, creature features, but the core concept of just how untangible the genre is, is what defines the genre itself. Okay. You have to have something to go along with it to make it tangible into a story, if that makes sense. I see, yeah. Especially with movies, because movies are such a visual medium, that a lot of times, you will find your cosmic and eldritch horror movies subtly mixed into something else. Like, at the surface, it's technically a slasher, but once you dive into the plot, you start getting the cosmic horror undertones.
1: See, and that's the one spot where you will get me with one of my favorite movies.
0: So I have lists of all kinds of media to, like, further explore the genre. The. But the, that movie we're talking about is Cabin in the Woods. I love it. It's a fantastic movie. But especially when they were marketing the movie, it's pretty much a, a cut and dry slasher. Teenagers
1: teenage, in the Woods.
0: Teenagers in the Woods movie. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to it. Boiler alert. I mean, the movie's, it's uh, almost 15 years old. It has
1: Chris way. Hemsworth before he yeah. was Thor.
0: <laughs> so the teenagers get to this cabin and they find a basement. That's full of weird stuff. And depending on which weird item they chose, there's like this government entity that releases a horror scenario on them to kill them.
1: So they literally chose how they were going to die.
0: Right. And so that that releases the slasher part of it. With It was like these hillbilly zombies is what they ended mm-hmm. up choosing unknowingly. But you're going through the slasher part. But as things fall apart in this government organization that's trying to run this whole scenario... You're slowly learning the cosmic horror part, and that is that these kids are supposed to be a sacrifice to the old gods. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really fun movie. It's not like a, whole, a Lovecraft book, you know. Yeah, it's its own thing, and the cosmic part of it and the eldritch part of it is just kind of lightly woven in to make it fit in to this genre.
1: It's like the baby steps of this genre.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, just because they don't really go into that plot too much Mm -hmm. it's just it's just there enough to tie all the strings of the main plot together Mm -hmm. and it's done really well i think Oh,
1: it's fantastic
0: lovecraft was born in 1890 and he was publishing works from 1917 to 1930 something
1: how is he not considered a witch or something for these crazy ideas that he has
0: Well, for one, he was not taken seriously while he was alive. Ah, got it. He did not get popular until way after his death.
1: It's crazy how that happens with composers and artists. Yeah.
0: Most of his stuff was published in, like, dime pulp magazines, Mm -hmm. which were basically the predecessors to comic books. Okay. so That's cool. But those pieces of literature were not taken seriously.
1: He was a writer, but not really.
0: It's like he was a science fiction writer, so he's not a real writer kind of thing.
1: Doesn't have anything of sustenance to give to the community.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we see that even today, you know, writers of certain types of fiction are not held to the same academic level as others, you know.
1: Well, Tim Burton was treated the same way at Disney. Right. So.
0: Yeah. So... When he was alive, he was definitely treated like kind of a, a weirdo, um, but he has made waves in horror fiction since his death. Also, one thing that's really, I think is really cool, not that I would want to just rip him off, but most of his stuff is now in the public domain, which means it's not under any sort of copyright law. Mm-hmm. N- which means you can take his foundation, his universe, and you can write your own stories using his monsters, his fictional locations, and expand on his mythos and That's in my opinion, why since he's died becomes so popular is because people are taking what he started with and making more stories
1: and fan fiction can be pretty good,
0: yeah. So, before we get into, like, the the media that you can dabble in, I wanted to go over a couple of his monsters. The first I want to kind of mention is probably the most famous, and that's Cthulhu. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good one.
0: Um, he's considered one of the Elder Gods. Uh, like, there's this whole pantheon of cosmic beings mm-hmm. within his universe, uh, there's cults that are dedicated to Cthulhu inside of uh, the universe. And as far as I can tell, he just sleeps under the water and feeds off of people's nightmares.
1: Mm. I didn't realize the nightmares part.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, for most of the story, The Call of Cthulhu, Cthulhu's actually asleep. The next one I want to mention is shub Niggurath. <laughs> they all have crazy names. <laughs> Uh, Also known as the Black Goat, this is kind of like the Herald of the Apocalypse. Ah, He's the first of the the elder gods to kind of show up before the others kind of show up and cause even more havoc. And then there's Haster the King in Yellow, which he is actually a character that Lovecraft borrowed from Robert W. Chambers, which was an author that wrote in the 1800s late 1800s, wrote a novel called The King in Yellow. Mm -hmm. Lovecraft took that core concept and developed it into Haster. There's lots of tentacles. I think all of these monsters have tentacles in some form. (laughs) So if you're into that, you know, it could be fun. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh,
1: I knew you were building for
0: it. (laughs) Then there's Azathoth, who is basically a, in a way, it's the equivalent of Zeus, like evil Zeus, Mm -hmm. but it's like a ball of tentacles and eyeballs in space.
1: Of course. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's really funny because he's called the blind god, but he has lots of eyeballs.
1: Is he blind?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) And then
0: there's... Then there's Yog Sothoth, which uh, don't quote me on this. I think she, I think Yog Sothoth is a she, and I think she is either the mother or the grandmother of Cthulhu.
1: Obviously, yes. Obviously,
0: mm-hmm. like I did, there's lots of tentacles, like Lilith, lots of tentacles and eyeballs. Yeah, that's your go-to for eldritch monsters.
1: So just like the monster version of mythology gods
0: yeah except they're all like giant and evil and all-consuming
1: of course the dark side has cookies so that's (laughs) exciting (laughs) they also have
0: madness
1: (laughs) that's what makes the cookies
0: good (laughs) break your sanity
1: it's overrated
0: (laughs) is it (laughs) i like my sanity (laughs) oh I, i think i'll keep it
1: it's boring (laughs)
0: in today's world a lot of times movies is the easiest way to get into something Mm -hmm. there are lots of cosmic horror movies out there that varies on the cheese scale
1: (laughs) that's where you start to lose me
0: so it's i think i honestly think it's because it's such a hard thing to capture on screen Mm -hmm. because the whole point of the especially once you you add in the eldritch part with the the monsters, once you show that monster on screen, it's almost not eldritch anymore. Because when they're described in like a book, you they never straight up give you a mental picture. It's always it's always being described with the breaking sanity of the main of whoever's perspective you're reading it through. Oh yeah. So you never get a good idea of what this thing actually looks like. All you know is that it's so so scary to look at that this person just went crazy. Control-delete. Yes. They blue-screened. There was nothing left. So like I said, it's it's kind of a hard one to pull off in movies. But there have been some where it's done been done really well, like Cabin in the Woods. And if you've never tried this genre before, I would start there. Yes. Because it's, it's
1: weird. But it's, like, cool
0: weird. It, yeah. They pull it off well without getting too cheesy or being too artsy with it either. Because sometimes you get too artsy and it makes it hard to relate to also. Yes. So, of course, that that was a 2011 movie and you can stream it right now on Max. Another really good one is Event Horizon. I don't remember, like, the whole cast, but I, remember, I know Sam Neill's in it. He's the main paleontologist dude from the first Jurassic Park. Hmm. the cool one mm-hmm. yeah so this movie is about a spaceship where they develop the first like hyperdrive kind of thing and in a lot of science fictions the like faster than light travel involves travel like cutting through another dimension to get where you're going in this dimension so basically their hyperdrive malfunctions and it causes the crew to go crazy oh because there's interdimensional beings coming through the drive mm-hmm. uh, that's the gist of the movie it's a really really good one it's got major like 40k warhammer 40k vibes
1: okay
0: it's not all into the like the war and space marines and that stuff but as far as like the way the uh, that other dimension works it's a lot like chaos and mm-hmm. warhammer event horizon came out in 1997 as far as I know, I couldn't find anywhere you could just stream it. You might be able to rent it off of like Amazon or uh Redbox or something, but as far as just hopping on a streaming service and watching it, it's not available anywhere. The next one is Color Out of Space.
1: Is that the Nick Cage one? That's the Nick
0: Cage one. It's a shutter exclusive. Came out in two thousand nineteen.
1: It was weird.
0: It is weird, but it is a straight adaptation of a, a Lovecraft story, short story.
1: I felt like I was watching it, and the whole time I was like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, so I would recommend reading the short story first.
1: We, uh, yeah, it was like way over my
0: head. <laughs> um, that It does vary quite a lot from the short story, because a lot of Lovecraft stuff is not written in, like, a um, chronological event-happening narrative. A lot of it is written more like a diary entry, like someone reminiscing. Okay. So the the story, Color Out of Space, is about this guy who walks through... Uh, he takes this road through the forest in Massachusetts or whatever that people don't hardly use anymore. And all of the vegetation has basically become grayscale mm-hmm. and he talks to these neighbors about what actually happened. The gist of the story is that a meteor hits and it gives off this radiation, and the radiation is this new color that no one can really comprehend. And this is also a, a good way to describe that sort of madness factor because if you think if you sit here and think about... color that you've never seen before it kind of hurts your brain yeah because like you you can't imagine it Mm -mm. it's like a void that is cosmic horror that feeling of not being able to imagine that color that is what cosmic horror is it's deep like i said (laughs) yeah so that radiation is like sucks all of the color out of everything else around it and it causes mutations to the family and stuff and slowly poisons and kills everything in the area. The story itself is kind of dry. Like I said, it's, you're reading a recounting of what happened. And then when you watch the movie, you're watching it happen in more of a traditional storytelling order.
1: And if you are not aware, Nicolas Cage is super artsy. He is not national treasure. <laughs> He's in his own self. He's very artistic. And he he flies with that, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And the pacing of the movie is really slow. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool movie. I wouldn't say it's one I would just pop in and watch whenever.
1: Well, So that was what we did. And I went into it not understanding anything of the basics of it. <laughs> so now that you've explained it like that, I feel like I could rewatch it and get it better. Yeah,
0: you you're basically watching this family being slowly radiation poisoned from this space rock and turn into these gooey monsters. Brutal. It's deep. <laughs> My next one is The Dunwich Horror. This is another one that's straight from Lovecraft himself. Uh it's a 1970 movie. You can stream it now on Pluto.
1: And horror movies in the 70s
0: are the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy familiar with the Dunwich Horror. It's on my list of things to read eventually. Uh but I do know it involves some pretty pretty crazy monsters that are very deeply tied through The overall Lovecraft mythos. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, there's The Thing, 1982. You can rent that on Amazon Prime. That's a pretty iconic horror movie, I feel like.
1: See, we were going to watch that one, but I looked up just a little bit about it before, and it looked so similar to Splice, and I hate Splice. I feel so traumatized from that movie.
0: Now, the the plots are drastically different. I think it was just the visual effects that kind of got you there. I guess...
1: Because I don't mind... Like, aliens are cool, but bug aliens are... Give me the
0: ick. So, the thing is about a team of scientists. I don't remember if they're at the North Pole or they're in one of the poles. And they discover a creature. Now, this creature is... When you catch glimpses of it, it's all tentacly and crazy looking you know random bits of parts thrown together basically but it's a shapeshifter and so it starts disguising itself as the other scientists and they're going crazy trying like who to trust who's there's a futurama episode that is you know what i'm talking (laughs) about where they hire (laughs) the uh the team building consultant yeah that episode of futurama is basically the thing
1: that's Hilarious! That's awesome. I love Futurama. I do too. <laughs> um, there's the
0: 1985 movie Reanimator. You can stream that on Tubi. This one was pretty high on the cheese scale, but it's a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> Not for me.
0: <laughs> so, it's in a way, it's kind of spoofed off of Frankenstein. There's this guy that's trying to basically invent immortality and he's working under some sort of grant at a college to study this. Well, he breaks a bunch of rules and gets kicked off um but still tricks someone else to help in him and people die, people get brought to life, there's boobies. <laughs> Of course there is. (laughs) So, I don't know what else you want in the movie. My next, this is, I thought was a fantastic movie. Uh, It's 2018's Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman. Of course. She is the wife of a military guy. Military guy went... So, for one, there's this weird anomaly that's... Has shown up on the earth and it's like this, uh, it's a wall of almost like a portal type barrier. Mm-hmm. And her husband went in to study it, never came back.
1: Is that like the upside down in Stranger Things?
0: Kind of, except it's visible on the, the regular world. Like you can look out the window and you can see where the portal is. And like, like this whole town is within inside this bubble of it. Mm-hmm. So, husband goes to explore, doesn't come back. Like, 15 years later, he all of a sudden, like, shows up knocking on our door. And he comes in, and everything's fine, but then his brain, like, breaks. Ugh. And so, he's in a coma, the military guys take him away because they know what's going up, even though she doesn't. Well, she puts together a team of, cause she, of scientists, cause she's also, a, everybody's a scientist. <laughs> and they go in to explore it and everything within this bubble is all mutated and crazy. Um, they fight like this crocodile bear thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But then she gets to the actual source of the bubble and there's some sort of interdimensional being there and it gets slightly trippy right there at that point of the movie but it it was a really good movie that's cool um
1: i don't think i'd ever heard of it but now i'm interested
0: which you can stream that on netflix
1: you sold me at crocodile bear
0: i think it was a crocodile it was some crazy ass monster (laughs) this next one is another one that i thought was really good it is called the endless it's a 2017 movie and you can stream it on youtube Tubi, or peacock and it is about these two brothers that escaped a doomsday cult, Oof. like an alien. Aliens are going to come down and save the chosen ones, kind of doomsday cult. Mm-hmm. And then they go back, like they grow up, and I forget why they go back to the the like camp, the grounds of the cult. I think they were invited for some sort of. It was some sort of like no-har feelings kind of party
1: that you should definitely that you should, be suspicious
0: of Yeah, but they go and things get super weird. Duh. And there's this invisible monster.
1: Of course.
0: I don't remember I don't remember much about the the it's been a long time since I've seen this one. and I only watched it the once. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a it was another really good movie. I actually watched it on my iPad. <laughs> While I was I I was in Oklahoma City for work, uh-huh. <laughs> and so I laid I laid there and like streamed it on my iPad, waiting to go up to the fairgrounds or something. There you go. And then the last one on my list is "In the Mouth of Madness" 1994. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. I think you can rent it on YouTube and some other places. Uh, but this is another one that is based off of a Lovecraft story called "At the Mountains of Madness." I believe it has to do with a reporter that stumbled upon some sort of doomsday cult apocalypse thing. So that's my abbreviated list of movies.
1: Sounds like a very dramatic genre. Which just fits you perfect. Wow. (laughs) With your little cancer self. (laughs) Wow.
0: I mean, if it doesn't have the drama, why would you even be interested?
1: See... Look at you.
0: <laughs> but there there's a there's a lot more movies out there, but like I said earlier, you're gonna get into some cheesy stuff too.
1: I can handle it if it takes the more slasher route, but whenever it starts to go the more sci fi route, I I just am not into it.
0: We'll get there. <laughs> there's also some pretty decent podcasts. The first one I started listening to was The Old Gods of Appalachia. Oh, yeah. And it's another one that kind of skirts around the genre a little bit. It's more of it's more folk horror because it's all based off of uh, early 20th century Appalachia. It's all about miners and railroad workers and dealing with all of the Losa Spookies <laughs> in the mountains. <laughs> but... There are a couple of key characters that I would definitely put in the Cosmic Horror. Um, There's this one, I don't think it's ever really named, but it's a black stag with golden horns. Mm. And it shows up in like, it's kind of the entity that, you know, in the old witch trials would be the entity that is said they go into the woods to make a deal with. Oh, okay um but it's definitely like a an old 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 creature that you can't really explain which is where that where it kind of fits into this a little bit um but from listening to them i learned of another pod- podcast called malevolent and this one is straight up one of these stories that's written to fit inside of lovecraft's world it's about a detective in boston who basically opens a book and has this being attached to him after opening the book and he basically wakes up he can't see because the being has control of his eyes so they have to talk to each other to work their way through the their environment
1: is he venom please tell me it's very
0: venom-esque I love Venom. Um, but he wakes up and his his partner's dead. So they're trying oh. to solve this mystery of what's significant about this book and all this other stuff. But as I'm learning, it, whatever's going on, it involves Shub-Niggurath. Oh. So,
1: and remind me what he does?
0: He's like the herald of all these dark yes. things coming. Okay, gotcha.
1: A bad omen.
0: Yeah. So I, I haven't made it very far into that podcast, but it's been really good. It's It's got the spookies for sure. I don't listen to it. Um, I don't listen to it after dark.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised we're recording after dark, after the mop falling, and then continuing to hear noises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only reason we're doing that is because... I love our listeners so much. I want this episode to to be aired on time. (laughs) So you're welcome. There's, of course, a ton of books. Books is kind of where this genre thrives.
1: I would imagine that would be the easiest media source is books.
0: Right, because you can...
1: Because everybody imagines the words they're reading different.
0: Right, and you can describe things vaguely enough... To not have to actually describe it. And if let that makes your any mind wonder. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this is where you're going to find the best examples. Of course, anything Lovecraft is going to fall into this. Um, probably one of my favorites of the stuff that I've had the chance to read. A lot of these are on my to-read list, which is ever-growing <laughs> and never-shrinking. <laughs> so, I'll get to them eventually. But f- of the stuff that I have read, there's a special line of books for Warhammer, both 40K and for their fantasy line called Warhammer Horror. Mm-hmm. And there are several of these books that hit the nail on the head pretty hard. Uh, that being The House of Night and Chain and The Obliate are the two that stick out the most. And they deal with, like I was kind of explaining earlier, chaos, which is this other dimension of... Uh, it's what we, we would think of as hell. Mm -hmm. and demons and that sort of stuff but the way it works within the universe is very the the eldritch vibe Um, so both of those were really good books so then there's this uh, shadow of carcosa is an anthology it includes stories from lovecraft uh robert chambers who is who inspired lovecraft for a lot of his stories and there's some stuff from Edgar Allan Poe in this also. Mm. He Poe is kind of a predecessor to a lot of this too.
1: I love me some Poe.
0: Lovecraft is just the progression of Poe into the the 20th century, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: then we have, of course, The King in Yellow, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm kind of just going to run through these because, like I said, most of these I have not had a chance to read yet. But they're on my list. There's No Longer Human by Osamu Mm Dazai. A Place for Sinners by Aaron Dries. Seed by Anai Aborn. Till We Become Monsters by Amanda Headley. Uh, The Mountain and the Sea by Ray Naylor. Dead Space. I'm not sure if this has to do with Dead Space the Game, but Dead Space the Game is Cosmic Horror. Mm. Uh, By Callie Wallace. Outer Dark by Cormac McCarthy. Negative Space by B.R. Yeager. Between Two Fires by Christopher Bockelman, A Song for the Void by Andrew Piazza. His Black Tongue, which I also could not find an author for, but I think this might be a collection of medieval stories Ooh. that kind of f- fit in with what we're talking about. Uh, there's A Cosmology of Monsters by Sean Hamill. What we Devour by Lindsay Miller and Into the Narrow Dark by Tad Williams. That's a good list. It's a good list. And everything on the list had, you know, at least three or better star reviews. So uh there's lots out there to read if you're interested in
1: Losing Your Mind.
0: Losing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a handful of video games. There's a Call of Cthulhu game. Uh, one I just started called Sinking City. Which you were watching me for a part of it, and that like ghost thing popped up. You remember that? It scared oh. the shit out of me.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, be still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it, that one's been kind of fun so far. It's a detective game. Uh, then, of course, Dead Space. And if you are into just like not only losing your mind, but. You're a sadist that just likes to die and lose at video games. There's also Bloodborne, which is part of Dark Souls games, which are notoriously hard just for the sake of being hard. Hmm. Like that's really their only that's their gimmick is people play them because they're so hard. Now, my last little group of medias is probably my favorite is tabletop gaming. Ah, Yeah. So there's there's role playing games. There's one skirmish game, which is where you like you build an army and mm-hmm. play them against each other kind of game. That one's called Mythos. Uh, if you're into role-playing games, there's uh, you know what the SPC Foundation is. Have you seen those?
1: I don't know.
0: So they're mostly YouTube videos. Okay. It'd be like SCP and a, and a number, like a like a case file, mm-hmm. and that case file is about a certain crazy monster. Well, there's a role-playing game that goes along with the SCP Foundation. Um, Then there's a Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Darkest Dungeon, which is like a dungeon crawler role-playing game. And then there's a bunch of, like, boxed games, card games. Arkham Horror is a pretty popular one. But yes, there's lots to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's your favorite, anyway, is the pop-culture-y stuff. I
0: love it. I just want to, like, watch movies and play games. (laughs) That's
1: Doesn't sound bad. It's
0: like the core of my existence.
1: We do alright with that.
0: But I also want it to be like kind of spooky you know. Of course. Always spooky. Borderline losing my sanity. Yeah. So I think that's what intrigues me about the genre so much is it's like a mystery wrapped in a mystery wrapped in a mystery and every answer you get spawns three more questions
1: see and i get to a point where i'm like okay get to the point
0: (laughs) yeah and with a lot of things i do but i just love the i love the never not quite knowing with this anyway that's what that's what makes it scary to me because like you never get to the bottom of it
1: it's like a maze of mirrors
0: yes very much
1: Which also is crazy. Like, can you imagine how many portals are in a mirror maze? Because you're not supposed to face mirrors towards each Uh. other. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, what if that's why it feels so weird?
0: Uh. (laughs) Oh. And, oh, I don't know if you'll ever get me in one of those again.
1: That was a live reaction. That was awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay, that's all I got. My voice hurts. Well, Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. You can, for more content, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And we also have an email address
1: it is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com.
0: Send us a message. Let us know your spooky stories. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, like I said, we appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure you're sharing with your friends. Uh, we'd love to. Sh- to spread the spookies with everybody so thank you and we will see you next time bye
1: guys